Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. What up, world? It is Canty and Carlin. No, I am not Canty. He is not Carlin. He is the world famous Myra Metcalf. I am the much less famous Jeff Turn. This is Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Happy Friday, Myron. Here we go, man. Another great opportunity, man, to talk sports. I love it. Hey, so we were talking right before the break, uh, right before the start of the show, right there in the break, about what my wild and crazy children were doing in regards to running through the neighborhood. And you said, just give you a Mountain Dew and some Mike and Ikes, and summer was yours. Uh, I wonder right now, if, if we put Myron Metcalf on the streets, uh, yeah. what, what, is, what, is, what is getting you by? Is it popsicles? Is it still Mike and Ikes? Is it Mountain Dew? What, what's the guilty pleasure that is the summer du jour for Myron Metcalf? Oh, oh, right now? Yeah, it's probably still Mike and Ikes, man. I like some nibs <laughs> or something like that. But back yeah. then, if you gave me a Mountain Dew... Like a, see, they used to sell those big packs of Mike and Ike's. Remember that? Like, oh yeah, it was like eighty cents, and it lasted for four weeks, right? Uh, I would live off that, man. Like that was summer. That's how summer's supposed to be: running around the neighborhood, having fun, man. So I, you know, I, I, I feel your kids' pain in terms of just wanting to be out in the mix, man. Because I was like that. Man, listen, I, I try to act like I don't like what they get so that we don't have to buy so much of the crap. But <laughs> a, as soon as my wife puts a package of the freezies in the in the in the uh, freezer, uh, I, I blame all the missing freezies on my kids while I'm sneaking away and eating five to six of them a day. So I have no problem living my best life when it comes to the snacks of the summer. And hopefully everybody is cooling down in their own way as summer is heating up and so is the NBA Finals. We are excited for game number four tonight in South Beach. And, of course, we are your home here on ESPN Radio for the NBA Finals. Tune in to game four tonight presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. The question is very simple. Is it a must-win for the Heat in game four? We all know that 80% of the time when you win game three in a 1-1 series, you go on to win the series. The odds much worse for those that lose uh, game number four after being down 2-1. So, Myron, I ask you that question. Is game four a must-win for the Miami Heat tonight? Yeah, it's definitely a must-win. I mean, there's no coming back from this. If they go down 3-1, it's over. Um, and in a way, if you're Denver, you kind of prefer it this way. You want to win that championship in Denver. Uh, you want to be able to pull it off uh, on your home floor and get like the celebration and everything that comes with that. Uh, you, you don't want to win it in Miami on the road. That's no fun. But I just don't think there's a chance if they, if they lose tonight. And listen, to win tonight is going to demand something supernatural from Jimmy Butler because none of this surprises me. Denver is the better team. Like, I don't think if you put them next to each other that Miami's close to Denver despite what happened in game two. So they're going to need something phenomenal from their biggest star to have a chance against the Nuggets. 
Yeah, and the only time that it's ever happened in the NBA Finals, I think it's like 13 times overall, it's happened down 3-1 that they've come back and won a series. But it was in 2016 when when LeBron James and the Cavs came back against the Warriors, and we all know that there was mitigating circumstances there, the suspension of Draymond. There were still two more chances for the Golden State Warriors to close that out. They did all the momentum flipped to Cleveland's favor. But there ain't no LeBron James. As great as Jimmy's playing, there's no LeBron James in the Miami Heat. I don't envision anyone getting suspended from Denver. And so this game is so imperative to any chance I think Miami has. It doesn't say that they couldn't win another game and force a game six, but I don't think that, that we'd even see them force a game seven if they were able to to uh, to get a game six win. But listen, this thing has seen so many different parts of the Miami Heat come to the to the to the top, rise to the top, whether it's been Max Struess or Duncan Robinson or whatever. But that that drink is totally stirred by Jimmy Butler. We saw it in that series against Milwaukee. We saw it in that series against the Knicks. We saw it last round against Boston. And so for this team to get to where they need to go, clearly Jimmy Butler has to be the catalyst for that. And, and he talked about, you know, on Wednesday's presser, how proud he was of the guys that he has around him and how he expects to win coming up tonight. Obviously, I expect to win, but what makes me proud is these guys are never out of the fight. They're so joyful um, because we're in this thing together through good and through bad, and I'm, I'm proud of my guys for that. I love my guys for that. So tomorrow we're going to come out with a lot more energy. We're going to compete at a high level. We're going to get one at home. Thursday's presser, check that. Uh, my bad. Thursday's presser, not Wednesday's, but the message was the same. Proud of his dudes. Expects to win. We've heard that message from Jimmy Butler before. But, Myron, you and I agree that that it is Jimmy that has to be the guy that carries this Heat team, not the others. Yeah, without playoff Jimmy, you're talking about a play-in team. Like, at the end of the day, Miami's not special unless Jimmy's special, and he has been. I mean, what they did to the Milwaukee Bucks uh, was tremendous. Uh, what they then went on uh, to do the Knicks and, and then the Celtics um, and to get to this point. Like, the Heat have already won. At the end of the day, if they lose the next couple games by double digits, so what? They made it to this stage, which is phenomenal, and then you go into the offseason and kind of you see what happens. Um, but to reach this point, you need Jimmy Butler to play at a level that is just hard to sustain. You know, we talk about LeBron James in Cleveland. As great as he was, he got one championship during that Warriors run, right? I mean, that's how good they were, and that's how difficult it was for him to carry a team. And I think Jimmy's in a similar situation he has helping bam a lot of really key role players but he doesn't have that to me true second star to say all right man it's your night tonight it has to be jimmy and if it's not uh it's gonna be a rough couple of games as denver goes to win the championship and i think we can point to the three-point shooting of miami and say listen jimmy gets them going jimmy's the guy that's the catalyst and they need to knock down threes heck they knocked down 13 threes i thought this was an interesting stat they knocked down 13 threes in game number one, they shot a better percentage and knocked down 17 in game number two. But the 17 threes for Miami was a team record in a playoff game. And so that in itself was something that I found to be fascinating because 17 threes, four more than when you got beat up in game number one, it didn't feel like you had any chance of winning. But those four extra threes were at a more efficient rate. And it just sort of builds off of Jimmy getting them in the right spots taking the pressure on, I think taking that pressure on himself and being the guy makes those three-pointers start to fall a lot easier for for those others. Yeah, I think they were shooting like 48% in the playoffs going into game three. That's crazy. 
Like, it's just hard to sustain that at the end of the day, you know? So it's been working for them up until this point. But the problem with anomalies like that, stretches like that is the minute you go cold, you can go really, really cold. But to your point, everything opened up because of the way that Jimmy was playing and the fact that you had to help on Jimmy. He's such a versatile player. It opened up the floor for everybody else. But I don't think he has another guy who's going to say, okay, let me be the catalyst. And that's okay because you know what? Duncan Robinson isn't that guy. He's not paid to be that guy. Bam out of bio's a really good player. He's not a number one. So right. I think there's a lot on Jimmy's shoulders to get that machine rolling again so that they can put themselves in the best spot to win. Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. He's Meyer Metcalf. I'm Jeff Turn filling in for the guys. Game four tonight. You can listen to it right here on ESPN Radio. Watch it on ABC. And I think the thing that makes Jimmy so great is not only his grit, his determination, his ability offensively, but dude can play some defense. And I think for a lot of these stars that we see, whether it's Harden, whether it's Kyrie, whether it's uh, you know the two dudes in Phoenix with Booker and Durant, defense isn't always a part of the equation. But with Jimmy it is, and he may not give you 35-40, but he could give you 25, 27, and force another player on the other team not to get their number, and th- those those numbers start to average out. And CJ, don't call me PJ McCollum, uh, Pelicans guard, ESPN NBA analyst, was was on Greeny, and he said something very similar to that effect when, when it comes to shutting down Jamal Murray. Joker's too good to guard in the same way, and he's probably going to get 30 anyway, right? He's averaging mm-hmm. over 30, 14, and 9. He leads the NBA in total points, total assists, total rebounds. He's breaking records that Will Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had. So that shows you the greatness in which he possesses. So you don't worry about him. He's going to get his. You, nothing you can do about it. You have to contain Jamal Murray and make it as difficult as possible. And I thought last night he was way, way too comfortable. And I thought Jimmy said, said one thing about them playing soft and not really getting into him, and I think that's on him to take the challenge defensively to try to guard him. Again, CJ, don't call me PJ McCollum on Greeny earlier talking about the defense of Jimmy Butler and how that's going to translate to, to, to keeping some of those points off the board. And maybe he doesn't have to score those points, but it, it levels the playing field a little bit. And that kind of goes back too, to like some of those great LeBron teams, Myron, where I thought the defensive mentality sometimes in the finals or even in the playoffs was LeBron's going to get his. And whoever the second best player was, whether it was D Wade or whether it was somebody else on those Cleveland teams, Kyrie or Kevin Love. Like, those guys can't go off, and I think that's a good philosophy because I don't know how you slow down the Joker at this point. Okay, I'm going uh, to read you all of Jamal Murray's scoring totals starting May 7th uh, against Phoenix, right? Okay. 28, 19, 26, 31, 37, 37, 25, 26, 18, and then 34 in Game 3. Who's locking that up? Like, like to me. What happened like in those to, 18 and 19-point games? Well, but but I they mean, lost, he was off, I bet. right? I bet they but, lost. But he was he was he, he they lost in game two. But here's the thing: I think we're acting like Jamal Murray is a role player no. who suddenly found himself in this. Jamal Murray is a great player who's just been hurt. And at the end of the day, I think it's very difficult to slow him down. He can slow himself down as if if he's off. But I, I don't know that there's a way for Jimmy Butler to say, okay. I'm going to really lock this guy up. Like, he's found a way to get his shots. He's comfortable. And, I mean, CJ's in the NBA. He knows a lot more than I do. But Jamal Murray's comfort comes from the fact that he's just creating opportunities for himself. So, I don't know, man. I think 
it's very difficult to slow Jamal Murray down. He's a very good player who's not just sort of a flash in the pan. And, and I think people need to respect the fact that he can get his the way Jokic is getting his. And I think that's why they're here. But Jokic is unstoppable. I think you can slow down Jamal. I don't think lockdown is probably the best way. I'll use the, the other four-letter word slow instead of lock because I agree with you. Jamal Murray is going to be a perennial all-star in this league for the next five to six years. He is an absolute stud when healthy, and we got a glimpse of it in the bubble and then the injury, and now that he's healthy, I, I would take him all day. And I think you know, the, the comment that was made by his teammate Michael Porter Jr. about that Murray and Jokic are the best duo in the league, it's hard to argue that. Uh, I think you could put up there Booker and, and Durant, and you could maybe find a, one or two other punch, AD and LeBron at their best. But, but those two guys are right on that short list. I'm with you. It's not a role play. I just say slow him down. If you're going to tell me, defensively, if you're the Miami Heat, who you feel like you could slow down just a little bit, maybe it's five points less, maybe it's seven points less, I don't think you can do it with Bam on Joker. I think you could maybe do it with Jimmy on Jamal. Yeah, I mean, that's who they're going to target. Here's where I start, Jeff. Defense never wins championships. That's the biggest line in sports. It's never won a championship ever. <laughs> tell that to some high school coach no in the middle of this country, all right? <laughs> uh, I- I'm going to tell him that he's never won a game zero to zero. All right? At the end of the day, you're playing a Denver Nuggets team that has the offensive ability to score with seven or eight guys, like seven or eight dudes on that team. You got Yoga Jamari, but there's so many other players on that team who can hurt you offensively. Miami has to keep up offensively. That's the only way for them to win. The three-point shots have to fall at this ridiculous rate, and they have been for the most part, right? They even shot 37%. That was a bad night for them in game three, a 37% clip. That's how good they've been, right? That's above the average of most NBA teams. In order to keep up with a team like this, you are not going to be able to guard them and lock them down. You're going to have to score with them. And that is where Miami runs into the challenge. Because without playoff Jimmy, you have Bam, and then who else can you call a consistent score? I love Caleb Martin. He's a great story. He gets his within the flow of what they do. I love Max Struess. He gets his within the flow of what they do. Tyler Hero is hurt. Like at the end of the day, Miami needs more scores. Not more lockdown defense. Defense has never won a championship in sports history, and yet we continue to spew that lie, man. I just don't buy it. How about defensive stops win championships? Can I can I sell you on that? Defensive stops sure. in the fourth quarter win you championships. But, yeah, but those are like Byron, moments that don't speak to the whole defense, game, man. Right? Like you're, I, I'm trying to say this, and it feels dirty <laughs> just to say it. All right, like I was the man. cherry picking dude on the other side, like ball, 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 ball. So I have no problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the dude that's trying to play any sort of defense, all right? I was the guy that got 20 on half of the court, all right? Like, that's how I played ball. You know why? You know why? Because offense wins championships. That's that right, should be baby. the phrase. We, that's that's right. what we should be teaching kids. That's right. You man, better score if you want to win. the time that they are a child all the way up till they are a pro. Offense wins championships. Yeah. Is it Joker? Is it Murray? Which player is a bigger concern for the Heat in game four? You can chime in. one eight 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 say espn That's 888-729-3776. Jason is doing that now from denver jason welcome in to canty and carlin how you doing today i'm doing pretty well how are you guys doing today we're doing wonderful what's on your mind man so i really think you know just listening to what you guys are saying you know i I really think michael malone's adjustments today given the fact that miami does not have that extra go-to that he can lean on hard i think you let jimmy be jimmy let jimmy drop 45 who cares you shut everyone else down you keep the the rhythm off of the three-point shooters and force them to play the game 
that you want them to play. I know it's obviously always it's easier to say it than do it, but if you just let Jimmy be Jimmy and don't don't even double him, just single cover him, leave him single covered, and I just think you you present an opportunity for Denver to actually have a better game defensively. We need Michael Porter Jr. to show back up, even though he wasn't a defensive player until, what, 16, 18 games ago? Suddenly he is, and then he needs to get that back. But I just think it's a smarter defensive plan. Don't overcompensate. There's no reason to rotate over and, and make a mistake doubling Jimmy and, and, and just let him do his thing. Let- Jason, thanks for the call, man. Enjoy game number four tonight as the Nuggets lead that series 2-1. What do you think of that philosophy, Myron? Uh, I think that's a philosophy that Michael Malone is not going to employ. If anything, to me, you put the pressure on the other guys. Like you force Max Struess and Caleb Barton to suddenly try to lead this team to an NBA championship. You force Bam to do it. So I think with Jimmy, you got to put pressure on him because he is the catalyst of that team in so many ways. With Denver, it's far more difficult because their role players, I think, are just so much better. Aaron Gordon a couple years ago was a dude who played at a really, really high level. He comes to Denver and he's sort of a role player, but at 6'10", 11", at that size, handling the ball the way that he does, there's nobody on that team in Miami where they can match up with him. Um, so I think you play Jimmy hard and you assume that if he's not great, then the Miami Heat aren't great. And I think that's how you win an NBA championship against this team. And I think th- there's some there's some truth to what he was saying about you know, if Jimmy goes off and you just don't trust the others of Miami to to do it, whether there's pressure on them or not, I think there's some truth to that. But but it's hard for me to believe the way Michael Malone coaches that he would do that because he's like he's he's a guy that is all about the pressure. He's always preaching to those guys like the the first quarter, the second quarter, third quarter. You hear him in timeouts like put the pressure on, keep going, keep going, don't care what the lead is. And and he was on ESPN Radio, NBA on ESPN Radio, talking about how they have to keep the foot on the gas, especially in the fourth quarter. gives us a little insight to what he's thinking about as far as the game plan is concerned. So I told our players today in the film session, listen, when you have a team down on the mat, you cannot let them get up. You got to keep them down, and we keep on giving them life and hope. But overall, that's the first time that we won the fourth quarter last night. Held them to 30% from the field. Our defense was much better, and that was a huge point of emphasis as well. First two games, the first three quarters, we had dominated. And both fourth quarters, they had dominated. So we needed to play much closer to 48 minutes, and last night was a good example of that. You guys can check out that entire interview here on ESPN Radio tonight starting at 7.30 as it leads in to what should be a spectacular game number four. Again, that'll be right here on ESPN Radio as well. We'll switch from the NBA Finals to the football field next. We'll get back to plenty of coverage leading into game four tonight between the Nuggets and the Heat. But the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings, skull, skull, skull. They've released Dalvin Cook after four straight Pro Bowl selections. Does this signal the end of the high-priced running back? We'll get into that after Myron has this word from FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. Visit FanDuel.com slash play and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Vikings plan to cut running back Dalvin Cook. Not only is he a phenomenal football player, but he is a great leader in the locker room. A lot of teams have their eyes on Dalvin Cook, a four-time Pro Bowler the last four seasons. He's really coming into this year very healthy. It makes too much sense for him to go to the Dolphins, how they want to run the football, the play action, protect Tua. Could have some other teams, but I think this one is screaming the Miami Dolphins. I got 99 problems, but a Jeff ain't one. Jeff Darlington going to join us in just a second. I am Jeff Turn, Myron Medcalf alongside. You weren't a part of that rap lyric there, Myron. My bad. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and could save you money. Visit Progressive Dot com. The aforementioned Jeff Darlington joins us now, ESPN NFL reporter. Jeff, welcome in, man. How you doing today? Good, good. What's going on, guys? Some sneaky news going on in the NFL in a weird time of year. That's right, man. Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, plenty to get to, and I want to start with Dalvin Cook. The guy rushes for over 1,000 yards seemingly every year, four-time Pro Bowler. This dude has balled out in Minneapolis 
yet they get nothing in return. They wave him, and now he hits the market. How did this all come to fruition? Yeah, you know, the, the point about them getting nothing in return might be the most peculiar part and honestly a failure, if you're asking me, of the, the Vikings front office. I, I mean, it's not as if he wasn't performing well. So if they signed him to a deal that caused them to cut him at this point in his career and couldn't get trade value at that point, to me that means that they just really didn't sign a very smart – they didn't put forward a very good contract for Dalvin Cook. His production continues to be at a level that justifies top pay from a running back in the NFL. Um, and, uh, and I think that they just backloaded that contract too much when they first did it. So – here we are, Dalvin Cook, a premier running back at 27 years old, now on the open market. Jeff, Dar- uh, Dalvin is cut. Uh, looks like the Titans can move on from Derrick Henry. Saquon uh, fighting for long-term money, probably end up being franchise Ted. Is this the end of uh, the expensive running back in the NFL? I mean, I think these things go in waves, but certainly right now we are at a, a point where um, what are we, three years, four years removed from, uh, maybe three, from Ezekiel Elliott getting his big deal um, where where we were kind of putting that premium on these running backs to a point where, you know, teams are finding ways to kind of fill, fill with maybe later around draft picks, run them into the ground, and then just do the same thing in a draft four years later. I mean, if I was a college athlete, you know, getting to, getting to a D1 school, as a running back, I might seriously consider switching over to linebacker or safety. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't, I, I think that all these teams are doing at this point is just pounding you into the ground to where four years later they're saying, well, now you've got too much wear and tear on you for us to pay you. I mean, Jeff, you br- that's a brutal, br- that's a brutal message to learn. Yeah, you bring up a great point. Myron said that in the pre-show meeting. He's like, if I was a parent yeah. of a kid that's a high-profile athlete in high school, I would be like, dude, you're not playing running back anymore. You're going to play no a way. position that's going to get you paid. I mean, think about the, the – I mean, I'd love to see a breakdown. I mean, I shouldn't speak without the facts, but um, whether it's torn ACLs, concussions, I mean, the amount of brutality at that position, a car crash every time you touch the ball, for those guys to – ultimately be bell cows and, and then and then at the end of their kind of run whether it's you know the giants trying to figure out do we pay saquon when we've already kind of worn down the tread on his tires to an extent i mean it's it's i'm not blaming the teams necessarily it, it does if you're looking at it in a really cold way you know almost in an inhumane way it makes sense why you would do it this way but I mean, there's got to be a fix for it. And I don't know if we're there. Like, I don't know if this is going to be sort of that point, that inflection point, Um, because I think Saquon will get money. You know, Zeke's already gotten paid once. Um, Dalvin should still get paid decent money here. Uh, Again, I think that was just a bad contract. I saw, again, I don't think this is that point, but it does feel like uh, the running back position is one that we should be carefully watching in the future. Do you think you have a landing spot in mind where Dalvin Cook will end up? I mean, the Dolphins still makes the most sense to me. I, I, they've been pretty coy about it. Still tampering as far as they're concerned. Um, and now it's official. He's, he's released. We can start to talk about it um, to teams. But him posting that picture yesterday of him celebrating on the field at Hard Rock Stadium, 
Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm not one to to try to play speculative journalist, but that one carried some weight to me. I mean, I, I think that the Dolphins makes all the sense in the world. We see DeAndre Hopkins uh, visiting New England, trying to figure mm-hmm. out where he may end up. What kind of value at this point in his career, Jeff, does he add to a team? I think he really does add value. It's not dissimilar from Odell in a lot of ways. Um, you could you could make a pretty good case that I mean, I know DeAndre Hopkins was looking at what Odell got paid by the Ravens saying, okay, there's my market. But the interesting thing is the Ravens pretty drastically overpaid for Odell. I mean, his next best offer was like $9 million from the Jets. And he ended up getting 15 with a chance to make 18 All because, in my opinion, uh, the Ravens had to kind of, they had to secure Lamar Jackson. And one way of doing that was to, to give him the carrot that was Odell Beckham. So, um, uh, you know, I do think, though, that Hopkins carries – still the ability to at least be a really, really good number two and in the right situation be a number one. So the only interesting thing is you're not going to see a team like the Chiefs or the Bills, for instance, as it was expressed to me, the Bills are not, I mean, they would love to have Hopkins on their team, but they're not going to pay him what he wants to get paid. Um, So instead you look at teams like the Titans and the Patriots. Um, He's going to visit the Titans. He has a relationship with the offensive coordinator there. I still can't fathom the idea of Hopkins signing a deal where Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator after their history in Houston. I mean, they had in Hopkins' words after he left, we had zero relationship, him and his head coach, over a six-year span. That, to me, I mean, maybe money speaks and they'll get over it, but to me, I would say if, you're, if you were making me handicap it, I'd say the Titans are the front runners right now. Real quick, Jeff, before we get you out of here, Jeff Darlington with us, ESPN NFL reporter, you, you, you mentioned the Patriots potentially trying to, to lure in DeAndre Hopkins. Whether he ends up there or not, how much of a make-or-break year is this for Mac Jones in New England? Oh, huge. 100% make-or-break. I mean, you can't it, – it's tough for me to – when you put all the answers around a guy, um, it's up to him at that point. Like last year, sure, we washed it out. Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, total disaster. But now you've got the offensive coordinator in place. You're building around him with some weapons, with tight end and wide receiver. Uh, if he can't do it this year, to me, um, I, I would imagine that the Patriots start to look elsewhere. But he could absolutely do it this year. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, always great insight into the National Football League. Have a wonderful weekend, man. Thanks for the time yeah, today. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks. From one Jeff to another. Jeff Darlington joining us there, Canty and Carlin, on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Some interesting thoughts there on Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, and the future for Mac Jones there in New England. Coming up, who is Baby Gronk? Why should we care? We'll tell you all about it next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Baby Gronk, dun, 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 baby Gronk. Who's baby Gronk? Well, we're going to tell you about him now. He's someone that's much more popular than me, and uh, I I actually am loving every bit of this except for what the downfall could be, right? Like, you you hear yeah. these stories, and you're like, this is really cool for the individual. The kid's getting a bunch of pub. Hopefully, it turns into a scholarship one day, and maybe we see him playing between the white lines of the NFL. However, usually these stories end up in the kids being burnt out from the sport, the dad trying to do too much, and it becomes... The the, the, the the horror story that we typically see sometimes with celebrities at a young age turning in to something other than a celebrity at an older age. This is Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Jeff Turn filling in for the guys on this Friday. But Baby Grok is the nickname of a rising internet celebrity, Madden San Miguel, 10-year-old athlete mm-hmm. from Texas. Now, his dad who is Jake San Miguel, rented a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and is currently going around the country taking baby Gronk to unofficial visits to participate in football camps and really a a rising star on social media, 300-plus thousand followers, but yet he's only 10 years old. And there's a great piece at The Athletic about baby Gronk where you can read up about this whole story and there's some quotes and all kinds of information there. But Myron, is is this is this going to turn into one of those anomalies to the horror stories where it turns out to be great, or would you say this is a little bit concerning at this point? It's definitely concerning. I think that's where I'm leading. I mean, the part of the piece that says he eats clean, only salmon and rice. You know, he's a real athlete. Like we were just talking about eating Mike and Ike's and Mountain Dews, man. Like that's what you should be doing at <laughs> but we're ten doing years ra- old. Wait a second, we're doing radio, all right? Like this guy is a is a this guy's more of an athlete at ten than I ever was at any point in my life. At the same time, though, we all remember that big kid in fifth grade who really didn't go on to do anything. Like yeah, he so, had a red ring. You around can't his project. Head. He was a ringer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, that dude was unstoppable on the football field. Didn't that didn't grow? Maybe like it, it's to me. Weird in the social media world. The kids taking like 15 college visits. Um, it's just too much, man. Like, it was a fun story. We're like, oh, this kid, he's athletic, looks strong, got the fake tats. 
But then when you hear that, like, dad's like, this has been my plan. I didn't make it. That's when you feel a little weird about it, right? Like, now you're kind of contributing to whatever might happen to baby Gronk. I just, I don't know, man. I know he's making a ton of money. He said he's made about 100K so far. Put some of that money aside uh, if, if that young man needs to process all this later in life because it's just a big spotlight to put on a young kid. Uh, that he's going to have to figure out, man. And I'm reading this from The Athletic. He said a lot of people look at it like, oh, this man's crazy, or he doesn't have real expectations for his son. He said, I do. I say he may not make it, so you might as well have 500000 or a million to start your life out. He might get a scholarship or free school by playing sports, but sports isn't everything. It goes away. Sometimes it isn't God's plan for you. I tore my ACL. I didn't make it. All I had was a sad story. Um, yeah. The difference, I think, maybe between now and 25 years ago when parents did this then and now is by the time they get to college, whether it's YouTube, whether it's the Twitter influences, he is right, and you pointed it out, you can make a lot of money before you get there, and so at least you can have a nest egg, and, and hopefully you don't blow it, and, and then you can go on to do whatever you want. You know, you see that a lot, or you saw that a lot with, with actors and childhood actors by the time they got to college. They weren't doing TV or film anymore. You know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas from uh, from Home Improvement was an example of that. Like, dude just went on to live his life and use the money he got from Home Improvement to, to be something other than a star. However, there are those stories where the money gets burned up, uh, and, and then you're just, like, like he said, a sad story. I hope that doesn't turn out to be the case. Uh, I am going, after we're done with the show today, though, and I'm going to try to make money off of Baby Gronk. I'm going to sing the Baby Gronk song to the Baby Shark thing and put it on YouTube and see how much money I can make off Baby Gronk. You let me know how that goes. Uh, I'm gonna let I, you I know. All right, I'll let, I'll let you know. You want to get in on that? You want to be a? You want to be a duet? Uh, I, let me get on a, in on it once it's making money. I like okay. to step in. You know, as soon as I know it's a money making venture. Um, yeah, sure. It's funny you mentioned uh, childhood actors who faced a lot of this attention at a very early age. The good news for Baby Gronk is that all the childhood actors are okay right now, right? They're all doing okay. None of them written memoirs about how terrible that period of their life was, right? None like, of them. So that's my thing is, come on, man. Like, this dude is not doing the things that you should be doing as a 10 years old. When I was 10 years old, Jeff, in my neighborhood, somebody was fixing up a house. And they had this big pile of dirt next to it, like a dirt mountain. Our whole summer was jumping that dirt pile on our bikes and trying to land and not hurt ourselves, right? Now, a couple of times we did get hurt, but that summer, man, that's what you should be doing. Let me ask you and, this. And, I got to interrupt. If somebody was going to give yeah. Byron Metcalf the kid $100,000, take him around the country in a Mercedes van and let him go to all these colleges instead of playing in dirt, what would you choose? Okay, I'm choosing the 100 k with my dad riding around in the Mercedes van, eating good food, salmon and rice, and ending up at Kentucky and you know East Lafayette. I'm going to the colleges, and I'm taking my money over playing with little Johnny on the dirt hill near my house. All right, that's what I'm doing. Listen, you I can, can still keep your get freezy pops out there, man. Hey, keep your hundred thousand with five dollars in my pocket. I was the king of Milwaukee at ten yeah, years you old. The, you were the king I of that do dirt hill, huh? <laughs> I could do whatever I wanted to do, man. No, like that's what being a kid is. And, and my thing is. You're projecting so much onto him. I know he's bigger than most guys. I know he's got him in all these sports. But, like, I've covered – you've seen a lot of athletes who were very, very good at a young age, and they never got that much better. And I think that, to me, is the fear. Because now Baby Gronk has to make it to live up to this profile. And if he doesn't, 
we're going to be talking about he failed somehow. There's a kid, Alonzo Trier. Remember, he played for the Knicks, went on yep. to be a, a, an NBA guy. Alonzo Trier was on the cover of uh, New York Magazine at the age of, uh, I believe, 10 years old. The best fifth grader in the world. And he had to live with that, man. And that's a lot of pressure for anybody to take. And now I think they're putting that on Baby Gronk. And I think the father might regret this in 10 years. Hey, Felipe Lopez is the name that comes to mind. Uh, yeah, there's man. A lot of them. There's a lot of them that will pop up into your mind when you think about those that didn't make it. Hopefully, Baby Freddie Gronk. Adu. Freddie Adu. Hopefully, Madden turns out to be damn good. And all of this is for not. And is not for not. And he ultimately becomes a star. Can't wait to see. Baby Gronk is the nickname of this rising internet celebrity. And we'll see what happens sooner rather than later. Saudi sports investment, a two edged sword. That says NBA commissioner Adam Silver. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens now that Liv and PGA is together. And all these other leagues maybe be dipping their toes in the Saudi money. That coming up next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.